Hello and welcome to Unlimited Boundaries with your host, Officer B, Lester Bailey. And I want to talk to you today. I had a friend that's on the line with me now. And we were having a conversation. What are some of the things that you want to know from police officers? And it's always amazing to me that people will come up and they'll ask me so many different types of things. And I want to be able to help others. This is a person that I've known for probably the last 30 years, if not a little bit more than 30 years. And we've talked about so many things and with me being a police officer for such a long time, almost the 30 years, <laughs> it's funny how we never look at something special. So let me ask her the question. Her name is going to be Demita. And Demita, I'm glad to have you with me. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How are you? I am so fantastic. I'm enjoying another day. I have a question for you. Tell me, what are some of the things that you would love to know from a police officer? What can I do to avoid arrest? What what do I what can I do when I'm detained or stopped to avoid being arrested or detained longer? That's a very good question. It police officers often are given a call to a disturbance or something of action. And when they arrive on the scene, the policemen will always want to check out everybody that's on the street. And it's just one of those things that we do. We tend to see people, and no one looks like a criminal, but we have to interview everyone. And if we're trying to clear an area for whatever reason, we may stop and ask somebody to come over. And we'll start asking them some questions. One of the biggest things that you can do while you're being detained or you're being slowed down from a police officer is A, listen to the questions. Try your best not to get an agitated idealism because policemen happen to feel just like you do. But when we're asking questions, we may be asking a question because something is going on in an area that you don't know about. Or we may be looking for someone in actual you know, for that moment and that time when we're asking you questions, if you learn to sit there and just listen to the question and be careful of your attitude, because policemen have a, a great tendency to catch attitudes with people who catch attitudes. Most of the criminals out here have really bad attitudes and they don't want you to ask them questions. But if you're the average citizen that is sitting on the street, we'd like to know, hey, let me just ask you these couple questions, and we don't want to detain you any longer than we have to. So the first question I'm going to ask you is, what is your name? Once I ask you what your name is, and you, your determination is, why are you stopping me? Is that a correct assumption? That's correct. So now we're going to tell you that there's a disturbance in the area, and we have to check out everyone on the street. Do you have a response from that? Just cooperate. No, I was asking, did you have a response once I say I'm in the area looking for someone? And I was trying to find out if you actually had a response to what that might be. I love these questions no, when I'm, people are pausing. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. Well... So I don't. One of the biggest things that we want to make sure is that you 
that you may live in that particular area. And if you're not in that area, we may ask you, where do you live? Often people, believe it or not, do not know their addresses. They have no idea. You would think everyone that lives in a residence knows exactly where they live. They may know the block that they live on. They may know the house. But if you ask them their address, you would be so surprised, especially with youth. Youth do not know their addresses. Ask your average child, where do they live? Ask your average teenager, where do they live? They do not know. And that's an important thing for us to know because if you don't belong in the area, or it's seemingly that you don't belong in that area, we may ask you that question because we're assessing a threat. The only way that we can find out what people are doing is by asking more questions. It doesn't matter if it's a thousand questions or two thousand questions, it seems to you. It may only be five questions that we may ask. And depending on the determination of what's going on in that area, we may ask some what you call personal type of questions. But we don't know you personally. So we have to ask you, why are you in this particular area? If you're visiting someone, the correct answer is simply, I'm visiting someone. You don't have to ask us, why are you asking me that? We just need a few questions answered so that way we don't continuously deprive you of your freedom. If it seems like that you're more suspicious and the more ways that you ask a question, excuse me, the more ways that you answer a particular question, we may have to take you down to the station and ask you further questions because it seems that your attitude or your belligerence or your lack of answering may be something that may be a bigger threat. Because, again, you don't know the reason that we're in the area. If I'm in the area because of a burglary or I'm in the area because that there is high drug sales, be it if you're the seller or you're the buyer, be it if it's a homicide or an aggravated battery that may have happened in the area and you happen to fit the description. Whereas to ask questions and not assume that everybody that we see are criminals. So is there anything else that you would like to ask or you may want to know the answer to? Isn't an easier way to a way to expedite the process is to make sure you have your ID on you and have your information on your ID card? Most people don't understand that they should always carry ID with them. And most people, believe it or not, do not update their ID. If a person is not driving, they tend to walk around without identification. And it would be great if the police officer came up and, you you know, you answered the question and he asked for some ID and you said, listen, officer, I have my ID or I do not have my ID or whatever the case may be, because we need to get some information from you as quickly as possible so we can go and ask somebody else. We're trying to get you out of the area as fast as we can. But if, if again, that you're, you don't believe that we should be asking you the questions, it may be a fact of us having to detain you a little bit longer. Yelling and screaming at police officers are not a good way of actually answering our questions. <laughs> no, it doesn't help at all. So is it anything else that you can think of that you would like to know from a police officer at this time? Well, after um, the police officer says that there's something going on in the area and I'm free to go, to ask, what can I look for? 
what what are the suspicious signs so if I see something I can call 911 and let them know that you know hey a police officer was in my area and now I see this is going on and that's what we would really like you to do if you're in the area and I tell you that I'm looking for someone that's described just like you who happens to be six foot 135 pound female wearing braids with blue pants on like you're wearing and a blue shirt I need to know that if you've seen anybody else in that area who looks like you because it's important that I'm stopping you for this particular reason and I may not be able to divulge all of the crime because still you might be the person that I'm looking for until I get a further description or a more update description, you may be that particular person. So we're careful about giving out too much information, but we will ask you if you see that. And if you if you happen to see that, please just dial 911 in most areas. If it's different from wherever that you are, wherever the local police department is and you know that particular number, you should always ask for, you know, call and say yes I've seen this person on this particular area and we really love that because it gives us an opportunity to go in that area and still look for that same person rather than going up and down the street wasting more time looking for someone who kind of fits your bill and if you're the person that fits the bill and we let you know that we're taking you to the station if you're innocent we apologize for the time that we have to delay you but Again, belligerence will not make us do it faster. Cooperation helps us do it a little bit faster because we can take you back to whatever location that we brought you from. We are Police officers are doing their best to do their best, but sometimes things get in the way, and especially if we're looking for that criminal, that offender of that particular crime in the area. Is that helpful for you? Very helpful. Okay. So, I will say this is <laughs> Unlimited Boundaries with Officer B and your host, Lester Bailey. And I really thank my special guest, Demita, for coming on with me. Because there are always things that people want to know about the police department and some of our actions. And if you're one, please comment for me. Let me know what you're thinking about. And maybe I can be able to help you go a little bit further in some of the things that you really want to do in life and understand how the police department works and how police officers work. It's not an easy job, but it's a necessary job for everyone. So I want you all to stay brilliant. Thank you for coming along with me. Thank you, Ms. Demita, for being here with me. I appreciate all of your help and your insight. And again, I ask you to leave a comment to Unlimited Boundaries, Officer B. You all have a fantastic day.